The Place, a coffee shop serving overly burnt caffeinated beverages. The Duo, a Midwestern boy with hopes and aspirations not unlike that of former heavyweight champion Joe Frazier. His companion, a scrappy New Englander with shades of incompetence, but he possesses that can-do spirit which are the hallmarks of Bostonian tradition. Together they reach for the stars while having their feet firmly planted in the sands of the Jumlin Waste. So I give you Dan and Mark. What? He's Mark, just like Mark and Mindy, right? Good evening, I'm Mark. With me is my co-host Dan. Hello. And you are traveling the Jundlin Wastes again. It is November 2017. We are talking about a great Star Wars month here. We are 45 days away from The Last Jedi. We are just a couple days, 12 days away from going to Rhode Island Comic Con. And we have so much stuff to talk to you today about when it comes to Star Wars. We didn't have a show last month due to some technical issues, but we are back here this month and we are rip-roaring ready to go, aren't we, Dan? We're totally ready. We're totally. We're totally. Yeah, man. We are there. This is, uh, yeah, I, I'll tell you, I, tell I was thinking about this today because it was, today's, this is the last, it's October 31st, last day right of October, yeah. and we're, we're going into November, and I am just so excited about everything that's coming out right now. We've got all this build up to The Last Jedi. We've had all these great books that we've been reading over the last couple of months that leading us up to The Last Jedi. We, you've, been, you've been looking at the great videos that have been coming out for, for, for Battlefront 2 which is uh, coming out, uh, you know, in, in November. And we've got uh, here in the Northeast, this is probably going to be the biggest Rhode Island Comic Con event, I think, that we have we have gone to. I have not seen so many big superstar guests uh, in one convention. It's pretty big. <laughs> this is a pretty big one, yeah, which could be good of, or it could be a little bit... Well, there uh, was a... The, whatever. That, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're just hoping that they, uh, they, they that it's going to be a good convention, that it's going to be uh, a lot of fun to go to, and our our, our big thing, or I say our, our big uh, uh, meeting for that day is going to be with uh, none other than uh, Ian McDermott, Emperor Palpatine himself, Darth Sidious. He will be in Rhode Island, and we are so excited. I was going to hold off talking about this a little later in the show, but you know, let's get into talking a little about sure, Rhode it. Island Comic Con here. Obviously, yeah. that is the big. The big draw for us going to Rhode Island Comic Con is being able to uh, meet Ian McDermott. I have got my uh, autograph ticket, wow. and I am uh, all ready to go and uh, have my... I don't know if I showed you the stamp, but I have this gorgeous 11 by 14 print I got from Star Wars Authentics of, of, of Palpatine, as our stay of Darth Sidious, just in that part in Revenge of the Sith where he ignites his lightsaber and he says, So... It's treason, then. That's and then awesome. he goes nuts. It's right before that. This beautiful. He has got the lightsaber ignited, and he's. You just know he's. He's. He's about to do something awful. So um, I'm going to have that uh, autographed by Mr. McDermott. Uh, but in addition to uh, Ian McDermott being here at Rhode Island Comic Con, the other big Star Wars guests who are going to be there uh, that weekend: uh, Andy Circus, Snoke Amazing. himself, Snoke. 
Do you think Ian and uh, Andy will have a battle in the middle of the Civic Center to see who is the uh, the the, most, the more powerful bad guy? I think I think Ian would and uh, Ian. No, I think Andy would say to Ian, "Yeah, hello, Master. It's good to see you." Ooh, <laughs> I thought that's you, interesting. I thought you had died. Oh <laughs> my God, that's an interesting theory. Yeah, that's an interesting theory. Oh, let's let's get back to that. Put yeah. that put, put that on that the side, side for, for now. Yep. But that's an interesting thought. Um, f- other other guests being in there as well too will be Felix Sela, who was uh, one of the Ewoks in Return of the Jedi. Freddie Prince Jr., who plays uh, Kanan on on Star Wars Rebels, oh, was the yeah. voice actor he's, for this. He and he's been in so many. And he's been in so many big yeah, roles. Yeah, so many things. Also, in, uh, he was been in a lot of video games, too. Yeah, he's voiced quite a number of video yeah. games as well. Yeah. Uh, Jason Isaacs, who was the Grand Inquisitor in that first season of Star oh, Wars cool. Rebels, will be there as well, too. Huh. Uh, the newest version of Chewbacca. And he's doing a great job of it, too. Uh, Jonas, Jonas Sutamo. I don't know how to pronounce Sout- his name. Suta- Sutamo. Sautamo, who uh, played Chewbacca in some of the parts in uh, The Force Awakens. He's going to be Chewbacca in The Last Jedi, and he did complete uh, filming of Chewbacca in Solo, a Star Wars story. Yeah, it's amazing. And he is... uh, I'm not... He'll probably be sequestered away, but it would be nice to meet him because I'm... I have some finish in my background, and it would, it would oh, just be cool well, to connect. Oh, I hope, yeah, I would love to be able to. It would be, cool be to fun to be able to see him. Just talking about talking about Finland. Finland, uh, where he comes from, is actually uh, on the forefront of um, education. In the oh world. yeah, yeah, they are doing. He did go to Penn State University, where he was there as a basketball player as well, too. Yeah, no, they're in Finland. Finland is uh, has a reputation of being maybe like a little bit of a, of the backwater of Scandinavia, but it's not. It's actually. On the cutting edge and how they uh, do both elementary and secondary education. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that'd very, be fun to, to talk to him. Very, very interesting story out of Finland that they uh, have. Uh, I'm just curious. How, I would love to talk to him about it. They have. Um, they they won like they their test scores were the highest in Europe. No kidding, really. Yeah, and people were wondering like, what were they doing, and so it opened up their education system. They're doing all sorts of exciting and interesting things. I encourage people to. to Look him up in his history, but mm-hmm. also look up Finland and and what they're doing. And see, this is going to be this is going to be very interesting yeah. because Dan's going to go up to him and talk to him about this, and I'm going to be like, "You're Chewbacca. <laughs> How cool was it to be on the Falcon? Come on, that must have been cool, right? Right?" <laughs> and he's going to roll his eyes. No, let me have your picture. I'll sign it for you now. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. No, I mean he. <laughs> He's so funny. He, he seems to be like, from what I've seen, he seems to be a very pleasant individual, and I'm sure he's going to have a great time being at the convention. Here's a question, actually, yeah. for him. Now, I know that in, I know that in previous Star Wars films, they've they've dubbed in the Chewbacca sounds. Mm-hmm. But I know that he knows how to do very authentic Chewbacca sounds. He knows how to do it, like. Like yeah, the, like the classic really, like ones? Good, yeah, like really good. Oh. So my question is, how, oh. did they use his voice or did they dub it over? Because, well, you, you know, I mean, those those noises we hear from Chewbacca are a combination of of different animals that were put together and and mixed in in through 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 the sound system at uh, Skywalker Sound. But if you're telling me that a a human being has managed, to, look, we all have done the Chewbacca roar before. I think you've done a Chewbacca roar before, which has been pretty good. Or is it? Yeah, like, lately I've just been doing the Tuscan Raiders always. Oh, that 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 one. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's a good one too to do. But uh, che- yeah. I think everybody does their Chewbacca, but it obviously doesn't sound at all like because they say it's a mix of of like. 
tigers and bears and walruses and anything. Yeah, he's got, a, he's got it, some of it down pretty good. Oh my gosh, I'm wondering. So I wonder like how if he actually actually let him voice some. Of it. Oh, that'd be a fun question to ask. Yeah, that'd be a fun yeah. question. Well, I hope we get to see I him. Hope so too, yeah. Uh, in addition, coming there, Julian Glover, who is. Uh, General Veers from The Empire Strikes Back, as well as oh, Walter cool. Donovan from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Um, I'm interested in meeting him as well, too. I mean, gosh, he starred in, in for, for us, two of the biggest film franchises, the Indiana Jones series as, as the key bad, evil villain, and as General Veers in The Empire Strikes Back. He's the one who dodged the bullet uh, for... <laughs> Vader's wrath and knew that he had to uh, hit that generator in Hoth get that uh, shield down and get uh, get get the rebels on the run. Mm. Um, I'm interested in, in meeting him, and hopefully I'll be able to like. Uh, uh, I'm I'm trying to figure out what I would want him to have signed. Would it be more General Veers, or would I have want a picture of him as uh, Walter Donovan? For me, I'm thinking I'm, I'm leaning more towards General Veers. Mm. Um, yeah, that makes sense. In the classic like ad ad commander, yep. you know, outfit. Yep. Uh, our old friend Spencer Wilding, who we met at Connecticut Comic Con. No way. Uh, he's gonna be there too. Cool. And uh, voice actor Steve L- Steve Blum, who plays Zeb on Star Wars Rebels. Oh, cool. So we yeah. got a lot of good good voice actors coming for that Star Wars Rebels. Yes, uh, Star Wars Rebels is out. It's either Tuesday or Monday night that they're, it's 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 on now. It's on now. We're, we're, I think they're yeah, in the second so. or third episode. I, I don't no, have Disney. We're already on, I think, oh, yeah? four or five. We're on four or five. Oh, see, this is what happens yeah. when you lose Disney XD on your mm. cable. But... Uh, <laughs> I'm still. I I, I'm, I'm gonna try to catch up on it somehow. Yeah, it's. Uh, it looks like I, like all of them that has potential. You know, I was gonna say. Speaking yeah. of Star Wars Rebels, you know, yeah. all these, all these, you know, these voice actors from Star Wars Rebels. I have this great print that I got from uh, Rob Taylor's Herified Art Collection. Mm. His uh, Star Wars uh, Rebels print with uh, a picture of, uh, you know. All our our heroes in, wow, in, cool. in in the picture there. Another great great thing to get autographed would be to have that that print signed by a couple of these uh, rebels actors, uh, voice actors. Um, yeah, I mean it'll be interesting to see if any of those characters show up in the Last Jedi. Oh, you're suspecting that there might be some uh, some some appearances by our, our our rebels crew there. Maybe yeah, there might be a couple of them. Uh, maybe not. Do you, have, do you have a thought of one who I think that comes the, to mind? Uh, the, I think um, that Ezra might... Ezra's going to make us some sort well, of appearance. He has the most character development of anyone in Star Wars Rebels. And, yeah, and, and, I, and I can't see what... They, they really have built his character up. And he's very much in the kind of mold of what, what they're now calling a gray Jedi. So he would fit in, and he looks very much like uh, the actor Guillermo del Tormo, or whatever mm-hmm, his name, mm-hmm. del Toro. Interesting. So, and who's going to be in it? So, well, we still don't we'll know. See. I mean, like, yeah, who knows, like, yeah. well, as, as you have mentioned oh, before, we when yeah, we talk about like a character like Ahsoka, <laughs> yeah. we don't see an Ezra Bridger character ever showing up in uh, four, five, six. And uh, right, no, he's he's obviously they they're all they they're all like kind of meld into. I mean, they did a cool. I mean, this still the the current season is still. I think isn't it? Bef- I think it's before. Yeah, it's the current it's season before of Rebels before Rogue One. Before I know Rogue that. One, yeah. so it seems like it's leading up to that. Interesting. So we know that uh, the, the ghost was in uh, Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they take they take part in the battle. Maybe they die in that battle. Like I'm not sure. It'll be interesting to see how they do. Oh that. gosh, wouldn't that be wild to see Rogue One on Rebels? Yeah, I think like, that might. That would be wow. That would be pretty cool, and it'll be interesting to see. I think it would be neat if they did that towards the middle of the season. Yep. Not the end. You know what I mean? Like if the middle of the season was a tie-in with Rogue One and then the end of the season had a slight or very small tie-in, 
oh, with The Last Jedi. That would be cool. You know, that that makes a whole lot of sense. I mean, to have like the big movie of the year and not to have the other Star Wars entities somehow have some sort of like interconnected ness to it all would be would be uh you know be i I, i'm not saying that that that's definitely going to happen but but it certainly would would give us something to 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 geek out about (laughs) it would be it would be it would be great no it would be really it would be really good yeah well, uh, also, I wanted to mention as well too. Around Comic Con, you know, I don't want to forget about uh, some of the great artists who are going to be there Please. as well too. We just Tell mentioned, us. you know, Rob Taylor, Hero Fight Art's going to be there at Rhode Island Comic Con, and he's got a whole plethora of new stuff that's going to be coming out. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, two of his, two of his uh, metal prints. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing on his display there if he uh, has them up is his uh, new Millennium Falcon and his new X-Wing fighter prints, wow. which cool. I'm told look just spectacular in metal. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. I, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, I'm looking forward to saying hello again to uh, artist uh, Katie Cook. Katie, who oh, cool. I met uh, a couple years ago at Boston Comic-Con. Right, uh, that, and she yeah. did that great little mini painting of uh, Dan and I as podcasters, which uh, was a great was little cool. great little yeah. painting of us. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping to to see uh, to see if she still has that uh, that print from Star Wars Celebration from this year that we had spoken about of uh, that little four or five panel story of Ray. Oh, yeah, what a great I, I, thing. I, if, yeah. if I didn't tell anybody here on the podcast about this, uh, I my good friend uh, who who went to to a celebration had 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 got me the the print. And uh, he had sent it to me uh, somewhere between Florida and getting back to us here at the uh, TJW Podcast Studios. Uh, there was a mishap, and the print never got there, and it was uh, no longer in existence. So oh, no. <laughs> I think it was uh, unfortunately met a maybe a bad demise. Uh, maybe it got run over by another truck, or maybe it was destroyed. <laughs> I, I I was luckily luckily it all it all worked out for for the best because. Uh, of uh, you know, you know, insurance and so forth. You know, and, 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 and I have a goal to be able to get that print from Katie Cook, come come Rhode Island Comic Con. So uh, hopefully I'll be able to pick that up there. Other artists who are going to be there, who I you know, like, of course, greats like uh, Larry Hama and Neil Adams are going to be there at the show as well too. So it's going to be there's like. I hate I hate always like like feeling like the Comic Cons sometimes forget like you know the reason you have a Comic Con is because you have the artists the artists are the ones who who are who are keeping sure. it alive in 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 a sense yeah um, you know the actors Definitely. and so forth are great but I think if you don't have those artists and you recognize them for for their talent it do, it's not a Comic Con anymore absolutely I'm with you 100 percent on that so yeah. uh, we're gonna you know we'll we'll, we'll start off that morning by. Uh, you know, leaving at an early hour to get to our favorite uh, new uh, coffee and uh, coffee and uh, Danish shop, where we will have our official, uh, you know, pre-convention uh, breakfast, uh, which we enjoy. Great. We'll head off to the convention, and hopefully, hopefully this year will be like last year, where it was a nice mild day outside. I remember mild, sunny, and uh, very pleasant, and didn't require us to be standing outside in the freezing cold as if we were uh, the year before that. Oh right, I remember that. <laughs> That's really it was funny, uh, yeah. pretty pretty cold. Uh, okay, getting back to uh, some of the headlines that uh, had a, that hit while we since our last podcast, uh, the last Jedi trailer. It certainly came out. Dan's still in a blackout when it comes to the uh, trailer, and he's. Uh, although I did hear, you know, I I I wanna I wanna record uh, on my own my thoughts on the trailer and uh, just have Dan, you know, 
clean it up and post it for me while he's uh, holding his fingers in his ear so he doesn't hear anything I have to say about it. But um, <laughs> We'll get there. We'll We're going to yeah, do it. Yeah, We're yeah, do it. Yeah. Uh, but I did hear a rumor that there is going to be a third trailer dropping as well. No. Yeah. Come on. When? I, I, I forgot where I saw it on Facebook, but it was either t- today <laughs> or yesterday. I saw it pop up, and I just lost track of it. But um, that would be interesting if they threw another trailer this close, we said we're 45 days until into the movie. Um, who knows? Maybe we'll see uh, a little bit more. Or actually, I'll see a little bit more, and Dan will still be uh, holding off for another 45 days until we're <laughs> sitting in our seats there in the theater. Yeah, and I'll have my earplugs in so I don't hear any chatter. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. I'll be that weird guy, like, <laughs> like sitting with earplugs, like looking around, my eyes darting. What's with the guy in the earplugs? What is that? I thought he was like this podcast guy who speaks about Star Wars. What's his problem? <laughs> uh, anywho, we know it's coming and it's going to be, we're, we're, we are so looking forward to, to uh, being there this December I, in the theater. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're there for that. We, you, you got the tickets? We got the tickets. We got the tickets. Yeah. We're going to be there. Probably going to see a lot of the 501st guys and, and, and the Rebel and, and the uh, Alderaan base guys. It's going to be intense. Gonna be, it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot intense. of fun. Oh, yeah. my gosh. It's like, you know, the holiday within the holidays. You know, <laughs> It's, it's <laughs> going to be great. Yeah. I'm, uh, I, there's a lot, like, going on. Like, I think that if I'm honest, I know, I've, I've seen – it's hard not to see stuff. Yeah. So – I didn't see details, but I think that I think that my, like all my theories are wrong. Really? <laughs> I think they might all oh my be gosh. wrong. Okay, but I don't know. I mean, I hope they're not. But uh, speculation that would be really fun. is what we all are about here at the TJW podcast. <laughs> exactly correct. And uh, so I think it might be that like Ray's parentage is like more prosaic than I was thinking. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. I think it might be, which is too bad. But it would also be interesting. Well, look, we, we, my we, original we, thought was well, obviously Luke's her dad. Well, that's that everybody's was my, I was like, that's, I mean, come on, obvious. And, and you know, but I hope, again, that's not, that was when I saw the movie. Since then, yep. I, have, I have spun some, I think, very creative theories about. You have done some great theories. Yeah, some theorizing really, on this. really good theories. And we'll see. But I'm just, I think, uh, I think I might be wrong. And uh, one other thing about yeah. The Last Jedi, um, I did see that the yeah. internet, I don't know if I, 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 you can tell me right now, did you see the new poster for the for the, or for the international not. release? I did not. Do you want me to tell you anything about it? Uh, I can plug my ears, you can talk about it. That's okay, we'll hold off on <laughs> plugging the ears. Uh, I'll mention it in the uh, in my uh, solo cast, I guess, if you want to call it that. Solo, the TJW oh, podcast. Oh yeah, which reminds, <laughs> we'll talk which about reminds me that um, I read this article that uh, apparently Ron, I was in, I think, GameSpot. Yeah. Uh, Ron Howard reshot almost 80%, over 80% of the movie. That's what I was going to talk about as well, too, with this. You know, Solo has has, has finished their, their their principal photography and their, yeah. they're, in the, they're in the editing room. But they, when you mentioned that, I yeah, was like... Well, I'm wondering, and, and we can talk about this a little bit here. This might be something because another, another, you know, big moment in time. He just just passed us this this last month was the anniver- the five year anniversary of when Disney purchased uh, Lucasfilm. Yeah. From there, we got. It's sort of funny to imagine, like you know, five years ago, we had absolutely no idea that there was a Ray, that there was a Rogue One, that there was all these other things going on in the Star Wars universe. We thought true. at the time, and I, I was joking with you. I said, "Well, five years ago, before that, that week before 
we found out that there's going to be another Star Wars movie that Disney had bought it. That like, I was thinking, what was the big story? I don't know. Uh, Star Wars Angry Birds was having a new version come out of the game right. or something. And, like right. so Another fine. comic was coming out, but nothing this big. Right. No, I was, big. It was still like, well, do I buy Lego Star Wars? Exactly. Or not? <laughs> uh, it's kind of lame, but it's kind of cool. I just could never pull a trigger. Do I play Kotor again? Lego Star Wars. Yeah, do you play Kotor <laughs> again? Yeah, yeah. There are rumors, by the way, that they're remaking. There's always rumors. There's but there always, are more serious yeah. rumors that they're remaking Kotor. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. That would be nice to see. That would be amazing, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I was going to say, since that time where where yeah. um, Disney bought it and that Kathleen Kennedy took over Lucasfilm, <laughs> yeah. you know, she has done some things which I think were sort of different than the way that George ran the business or ran the, how the movies were made. Sure. The fact that we heard about uh, Rogue One having major re-editing done and major reshoots and so right. forth. You just never heard about that, I think, in any other Star Wars movie. Yeah, you Agreed, know, you, yeah. It, was, it was done, and that's how we did it, and what we had was it. And, but this is different. I think Kathleen Kennedy is going about this by saying, look, this franchise is different than probably a lot of other franchises. Our fan base is probably going to be the biggest fan base of practically anything on this planet. Pretty much, <laughs> when it comes to 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 fandom and our 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 enjoyment of 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 the stories and mm. our involvement in it, knowing sure. that we can't put out something if if it's in any way going to be detrimental to and, and not saying that the fan base it should 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 totally you know. Be what Kathleen Kennedy goes to when she's when she's making her movies or having her directors make sure. their movies, but it's a factor. It's a oh, factor definitely. within it. Well, they and also so forth. So she did that with yeah, Rogue One, and it was sure. a success. It was a success that everybody enjoyed. Yeah. So I don't see this as like you know such a huge thing. Look, they got rid of Phil Lord and Christopher Miller for a reason. Sure. <laughs> they brought definitely. in Ron Howard for a reason, oh, and they wow. did these reshoots for a reason. Look, um, I mean, whether you you like or dislike Ron Howard's work. Um, he is he's a pretty heavyweight director. This wasn't like you yeah, know I mean, somebody from not, just film yeah. school who came out and it's like you know yeah, the, is, the the hot thing of the of the year or anything. You know, I mean, this is Ron Howard. This is a yeah. heavy hitting director. Yeah, and he, he's he, done a lot. Yeah, he's really done some really serious work and serious uh, serious films and uh, very cre- creative and interesting. So it, I think it's really exciting. And actually, for the short yeah. amount of time he's been on this project. Yeah. The post that he would put on his Twitter and his Facebook, or the things that I would see come out, a he's enjoying the he was enjoying the work that he was doing. Awesome. I think he really felt that he he had to be true to the Star Wars story in a sense that uh, from what uh-huh. I heard, and if there's anybody else who may have heard differently, please let us know here. But um, is that it was just the feel of the movie that that Phil Lord and Christopher Miller were doing. It was almost like they were saying, like you know, it, it, Star Wars is not a slapstick comedy. There's humor in Star Wars, but it's 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 tempered by by the seriousness of of the universe that you're in. That you're you're not going to have Animal House in Star Wars. You're not going to have you know National Lampoon's Vacation along with like you know Rogue One. It just doesn't. The the, the two things don't really match in. Do you have humor? Do you have love stories? Yes. But you have the seriousness that surrounds, I think, the overriding Star Wars universe that you've got to be respectful for. 
Definitely. Well, also, I mean, Ron Howard is of the age where he was probably a fan originally. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he probably does take it seriously, and it probably has to do with his development. You know, as an artist, he probably so. was thinking about being a director around the time that that Lucas and Spielberg and those guys yeah. were 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 starting to become the heavy hitters yeah, with and uh, there, things and I, like Close Encounters and ET and Star Wars and Indiana Jones. And I will say that there's, there definitely seems to be an influence from Spielberg on Ron Howard's work. There's an emotive, yeah. yeah, I think so. I think there's an emotive quality, oh, and a, like a daring and an emotive quality that reminds me of Spielberg. Well, so. we're going to see. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, the, the good thing I did hear about this as well, yeah. too, even with all these reshoots, we are still slated for a May 25th, 2018 release of this movie, which is okay, uh, pretty well, impressive. That, that would be. Uh, you, I mean, well, well, well give, give us the I odds here. What do you think? I think it's 50 50. You think it's 50 50? I, I, whatever. I don't think it's happening, but I think they're going to push it off. You think so? Yeah, because they'll make more money if they release it next year. I mean, or in like in 10 months. You're thinking months. more like, you know, yeah. ten, oh, it, uh, I'm thinking that this is going to be something new for us. I'm, I'm sticking with the idea that this is coming out that okay. uh, beginning of the summer season, that come the spring, we're going to have a Star Wars movie coming out in a time that we're used to having a Star Wars movie come out in, in, in the springtime. And I think it's going to coordinate with as well, too. They haven't said this yet, but I am feeling that there is going to be a Star Wars celebration uh, convention somewhere... Really? In this vicinity. Wow. I mean, it's right now we're in November. Okay. Mm. If we're gonna have a spring convention, I think around holiday times is when they're gonna they would they would probably starting start to announce a celebration. Um, whether it's gonna be in California, whether it be in Florida, my my bet would be on the it, it's gonna be down there in Orlando again for this next big celebration, unless it's a celebration in Europe. But to have the solo story, the backstory to me, that's just screaming, you know, uh, a celebration. Like, especially yeah. when I think that they're going to want to as well too start the uh, start the ball on uh, getting everybody revved up for episode nine. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I mean, I I, I, um, I actually think the game, the the new video game, is going to be a big part of that um, the battlefront. But they, you know, something kind of weird happened with elect, uh, Electronic Arts and. Uh, uh, EA and uh, Visceral Studios. Yeah. So uh, EA shut down Visceral. Okay. And they squashed. Remember there was that there was that that um, first person adventure set in the Star Wars universe. They yes. Had a couple of those yes. images. That one image of him walking out of like. Correct. Yeah. Um, oh, that was the one that you told me got scrapped, right? Yeah, scrapped. Oh, that was with man. Amy Hennig. So they said that they're going to use it. They're going to use all the. Um, all the kind of images and, and work that's been done on it to to continue it, but make it kind of a different game. Interesting. So it just means it's it's going to come wow. out a lot later than what we well, thought. So well, I want to get on this, this video game stuff a little yeah, bit here. It sucks, but just but. just just to, to close out this this discussion yeah. regarding the movies and so forth. Episode nine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, last time we were here, we did not know this, but we were to, you know since our last podcast. Yeah. Uh, JJ is back in the uh, co-writing and uh, directing role for episode nine. I'm good, a, bad, or indifferent. I, I think. Uh, <laughs> Uh, look, I like JJ a lot. I like his style of production. I think he 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 does some interesting things. There's a couple. Um, there's a couple. There's a video of him and Larry Kasdan, and he's talking about um, his ethical uh, behavior 
while filming and one of those one his main thrust is always we have to be there for each other and he sits down the whole production group everyone from the little to yeah. the big and they all get in a room together and they all verbally say we all commit to each other wow and we will be there for each other no matter what and it's real and so people love working with him. So I think he, he told he brings, me that regarding like the, the, yeah, the was, Force Awakens the about Force the story Awakens, about yeah. the guy with like schlepping some stuff in like yeah. uh, the on, on on location or so forth. Yeah, and he was. Just, I'm yeah. just thrilled to be able to be part of. Well, the team. he said he said he said he said wow, I'm, you're like doing all this schlepping for me. So thank you. And the guy says back to me says uh, it's I'm happy to do it because I know you would do it also. Wow, if you could. And That's he so said, awesome. And he said it, it's actually he said it's not just like a line. It's true. They they really help each other. And so he brings like. This tremendous, especially now, mm-hmm. these days, yeah. he brings this tremendous, tremendous ethical component, moral component to uh, filmmaking, and I think that that's vital uh, in the world and especially in Hollywood. Um, however, I don't think he's the right candidate hey, to, interesting. to okay. make episode nine. He's got too much. He already did episode seven. Um, if he did it in a way that was. I'm J.J. Abrams, and I don't give a darn about the past, either mine or Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And he could do it in a way that's just like, I'm so excited with this material. I think it would be great, but I don't know if he's capable of doing that. Interesting. That's my take on it. Uh, my original thought is is that uh, I like the idea of J.J. coming back and doing uh, Episode Nine. Um, now, look. I am well aware, look, we're all well aware of the fact that, you know, the structure of Episode 7 was mirroring, in certain ways, Episode 4, New Hope. Yeah. That, that's, that's obvious. But that didn't bother me so much as, really? as, as, as it bothered some other some other people. Okay. Um, I, I liked the fact, like I said, that... You have a guy. This, this, this. Like I said, I've, I've been a big fan of his, uh, of, of of so many of his other work that he's done on TV and in film. Sure. S- specifically, the one that 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 was, you know, that I enjoyed the most was <laughs> was that five season Alias uh, TV series. There's Mark was, and I yeah. every Wednesday, <laughs> Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah. And. Uh... Yeah, and he gave, like I said, that role. There was so much heart that these characters had in this, in the roles that they played, and I just felt that when I was watching The Force Awakens. Now, look, yes. I'm not the brightest, yes. I'm not the sharpest tool tool in the shed, and I'm not the brightest guy on the planet. I will say, okay, that the first time I saw Force Awakens, I wasn't sitting there coming out saying, "Oh, this is a rehash of Episode Four. This sucks." But I'm just saying that I, I went in there and I. I enjoyed the Star Wars experience. To me, it had it had everything that, that made yeah, Star Wars. Sure. The character development, the hero in there, the 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 little bits of humor here and there, yeah. the love story of Han and Leia again. I mean, so much of it felt good and great. Yeah. And you had like even like I said, from lightsaber battles to to to, to the big battle where they blew up, you know, Star Killer base. It was just a fun way to come back into the Star Wars universe for me. Yep. And if he can get that feeling again in the movie, well, I agree with you yeah. that I th- episode 9 has got to got to in some ways, you know, pull everything from 1 through 8 together in a glorious conclusion cuz personally I think that 
I'm not exactly sure that they're going to do anything after episode nine in regards to this story. This specific Skywalker storyline. Now, look, we yeah. did. We thought it was over after episode six, you know. <laughs> and then they did this. We did. But I got a feeling yeah. that they that it would be that, episode three for some ex- of us. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the idea being is, I think they're gonna. I, I think they're gonna go more along these standalone Star Wars stories more yeah. than the extended Skywalker storyline. I could be wrong, but I, I've just got a feeling that J.J. is the guy who's going to be able to do huh. that for Episode 9. Yeah, um, uh, you might but, be right. I mean, no, I keep well, in I mind so. as well, too, yeah. this is without uh, any knowledge about what even happens in Episode 8. So Yeah, well, the, I mean, the, 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 the deal, I mean, look, I mean, like I've said it before, but Episode 7 was a, was a, was a good introduc- introduction as long as episode eight is really meat and potatoes, as long as there's a lot of new expository Well, as material. you had mentioned, like yeah. early in like previous podcasts, yeah, saying, even like, from you know, right away, that this yeah. is a good story to get us back into it. But they've really got to Man, get the story yeah, in a good spot come episode eight. eight. Yeah, uh, that could be. I mean, I, did you feel the same way about the original trilogy? Did you think episode four was a good introduction? I couldn't and, speak after I saw episode four, even as a child. Even as a I child, was, I was li- literally I couldn't speak without crying. It was so moving for me. His mom I came literally, in literally. Dan, what's wrong? No, I was just what, like, what? what? We were just like, I think Star we, Wars. What? I think we. I think like we went out to. I hadn't even heard of it, and and my dad yeah. uh, was a his memory be a blessing was like a really avid sci-fi fan, so um, so he's like, yeah, I heard about this movie Star Wars, let's go. So it was during the summer, and uh, it's like, okay, I had no idea. Yeah, and it was just one of those things where you just like, I literally, I was just like crying by the end of the movie. Like, <laughs> I, I was, it was, I was so like, it was, it was also because I was so touched as a kid, but also just by the emotional impact, but I just was completely bowled over by it. I was just, and I couldn't speak. I was speechless, which for me as a kid. No, but that's, like, you're, you're bringing up a great a point. Deal. I was just like, what? I think kids these days yeah. who have been introduced, like my children, yeah. They've seen the other Star Wars movies, but their first introduction to Star Wars on the big movie theater yeah. is uh, Episode Seven and Rogue One. Yeah. And for them, this is their like I think blown over moment. Like, mm. it, for them, you know, it's not. I mean, for us, it was Vader and it was Luke and so forth. But for yeah. them, the bad guy. For for them, the big it's Ren. They don't even call him Kylo Ren. Ren. Ren is. A- Gas guy, it's just right. like you know, and so they're. Right. I think they're getting that, and I think yeah. that is what JJ gave to to Episode Seven. Yeah, um, that's a great point. Yep. At the same time, if we remember, you know, when when Empire yeah. came out, it was almost like not that we forgot that Episode Four was there, but the but the the level that that movie reached yeah. is is just uh, it's it's monumental, and I'm wondering. Look, you you can't catch. Lightning in a bottle, and it's it's tough to do it's, sure, yeah, uh, ever no, again. Sure. But I am hoping that there is going to be some level. You're talking about the meat and potatoes. You're right. It has to be this next episode has got to bring us to another level where we leave that theater. We've got conflict in our head. We've got what's happening next that we could spend next two years theorizing about what's going to happen in episode nine. Yeah, no, it's all. I mean, it's also like a, you know, I mean. Um, Whatever the '70s was a really interesting time uh, to be a kid, um, but you know, like as Harrison Ford pointed out in one interview, like 
All right, movies turned around with Star Wars. Star Wars really turned around the entire industry. Yep. Um, but at the time, it was like movies were like blah. Like it was people didn't enjoy them. It wasn't a big deal. It was like it was going downhill, yeah. and it was just it yeah. was not happening so much. And just in general, like you know, um, they were pretty I mean, negative. Okay, as well, let's too. just be honest. I mean, I'm not, <laughs> I, I actually some obviously. Whatever, I, I'm just going to be, this is going to sound yes, bad. Yes, go for it. It was the age of disco. I mean, disco is blah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, you know, it's like, it's neither here nor there. It's this weird. Well, look, Studio 54 only dance. lasted a couple yeah, of years. And I it mean, was it was... In the, so it was just like, there was no, there, again, there was no, like, clear direction. And then along came Star Wars, and it was like, good and evil. Well, this And is, then, like, this yeah. interesting conception of spirituality, which was had to do with God mm-hmm. and had to do with just interesting things. And you're like, this inner world. That's more powerful than the external world, and you're you're just as a kid. It was just well, that entire package yeah. coming in the seventies, where it was just like blah, like well, brown. That like, Empire the seventies is like I think of the seventies. I instantly think of like light brown, just as a color. Yeah. It's like, it's like uh, neither here nor yeah. there. It's yeah. like whatever, you know. So it was, that's it was a it time was. period. It was a also, perfect. I, uh, to me, it was a perfect time. I mean, this goes yeah. back to this Empire of Dreams uh, documentary that's in that. Uh, that was in that uh, you know DVD collection, which came out in two thousand and four, two thousand five. Yeah, where Bill Moyers talks about, he said like you know it was the perfect time that Star Wars came out because you did it before it wouldn't work. You did it afterwards, it might have worked. It really fell in a time like you're saying that time where there was might have been a void and so forth. When he said the movies were also they were just they were dark a little bit like you know they they they, they were pe- very pessimistic about things yeah. um look it, it, the world around was a little bit disillusioned by you know right. the 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 60s vietnam war nixon era you know a lot of things you know impact sure. artists and directors and writers in Definitely. weird weird ways yeah. and the fact that george lucas came out and and was going in this direction to try to bring some i guess some fun as well as looking into a deep story. Yeah. You know, that was like, you know, being like dipped in a magic water and being able to come out and say like, you know, this, wow, we've got here a, a, a story of heroes and villains, and and, and I think I'm, yeah. I I want to believe that this is where we are at at this time there's, as well too. Well, I'm there's definitely similarities. This. I agree. There's definitely similarities, but there's just I mean, kids also now are, you know, movies are faster. You know, what I mean, it's like I mean, even, I don't think that's good either. By the way, yeah, no, it's like everything <laughs> is faster, so yeah. whatever. But it'll be interesting to see, and I, I, you know, I Abrams is perfectly capable of producing wonderful work, and. Uh, and I love The Force Awakens, and I just we'll see we'll see what happens. I hope I hope it's a good choice, and uh, it could also be like an interim choice. Like a, there's a lot of there's a lot of money involved, yep. so you know, whoa, wait a minute, what's going to be with the director? There's some falling out between the production team and the director, and then you know the people who are funding it are going, well, what's with <laughs> what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. says, you know, we'll get Abrams to do it. Oh, Abrams! Well, he has the most successful, one of the most successful movies of all time. Great. So it, Look, could, just I, I, be, it could just be a stalling tech, meaning meaning Abrams very, could become like a, a he could write it with with Larry Kasner, he could write it himself, or write it with Ryan Johnson, or take. I think probably he's taking Ryan Johnson's script and kind of re rewrite. I know they were trying to rewrite yeah. it um, with the death of Carrie Fisher, but uh, it could be that he's rewrite, he could just end up being the writer. He could end up being the product the product the producer with the production team. Uh, or he could very well end up directing it. It's still very, it's still very early. So they're 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 starting production, I think, soon. But it's still there's some time. I think it won't change, but it might. Yeah, I, I think what they do is it's it's a more an iterative process right now, where they how they make a Star Wars movie, yeah. and 
like I said, it, they're not, to me, I don't think they're going to let anything hit that screen if they have an inkling of a feeling Definitely. that this isn't living up to what the story is. Now, look, a couple of things, you know, they, they got through a couple of curveballs. We, unfortunately, were not expecting what was going to happen to Carrie Fisher's character and Carrie Fisher herself sure. in this. Um, yeah. We don't know what they're doing or what they have done in The Last Jedi that's going to explain what happens to Leia. Well, they, we're not going to know. Well, they I mean, did it, say that they didn't change anything. That the, the, the plot stands as it is in The Last Jedi. Well, e- even if that were the fact, we're still yeah. talking about, okay... Episode nine now. Yeah, no, so that what, episode has to be written. Yeah, written. I mean, yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. Because she was going to have an even bigger role in Well, that's, nine. I mean, so the idea was really... that seven was going to be Han's movie, eight's going to be Luke's movie, and nine's going to be Leia's movie. Right. And, and the, the, where each of the big three were able to shine in each of their, you know, respective movies in a sense. Um, I just, I just feel like I said that. I don't think that they, they could possibly let anything. I don't think what we're going to see in in forty five days is going to be, um, as I, I, I mean, a lot of people are very, very nervous about this film. Sure, a lot really? of people. I yeah, know, I know. I'm, exactly. not, I'm not trying to say. It, no, no, okay, don't. but I'm saying. Yeah, okay. Well, dance I've a little cha- bit. You're a little bit nervous. Right? I've changed. Yeah, yeah, but I've changed my. I've changed. I've, I've changed my. I don't know if you're allowed to do this, but you can. This is the TJW podcast. Okay, you can fine. Do what you want. But our rules, we can do this. <laughs> yes, okay, fine. It's so not I a changed my my ban. <laughs> okay. To, uh, if if they kill off Luke Skywalker, I'll only use credit cards to pay for multiple viewings. Oh, okay. Well, there, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's like, uh, look, it's a long winter here. No yeah, come on. Okay. <laughs> or, 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 actually, I'm changing it now again. Let's rechange. Okay, that was that was band number two. If they kill Skywalker, this is band number three. Right, is if they kill Luke Skywalker, exactly. I will not engage with Star Wars other than multiple viewings and our podcast. What happens when the Blu- Blu-ray and DVD come out? That counts as a multiple viewing. Oh, okay, okay. So it's a different good size then? screen. Oh, different size screen. So, okay. so, so multiple viewings and the podcast are in. Whew. Okay, podcast lives. Fantastic. But, there we go. But anything <laughs> other than that or outside that realm is gone. <laughs> I'm not buying anything. I won't buy anything. Oh, Star no Wars. swag. Ooh. I'm not buying any Star Wars anything if they kill off Luke Skywalker. Uh, speak, speaking of swag, yeah. So I did. Put, I did put my pre-order in for the uh, Last Jedi. Um, the art of the Last Jedi book. Oh, that's gonna be great. The cover is fantastic. I gotta tell you. Oh god. The art of those books are so cool. I have they to get so myself. Cool. Do, you have the, that do you have Rogue One? I, I don't have Rogue One uh-huh. or, or or the, the Force, Force Awakens. Awakens. I, I it's it's part it's it is it is on my list of things to get. Yeah. But um, we'll we'll when we when we do our show about like what's on our holiday lists, uh, I'll go through some of the books that uh but you're you're right, those art of books are just, just so much fun yeah. to sit down and, and take a look at. Yeah. Um, speaking of books, uh, a couple of books w- which we had we had read. You know, last uh, no, October was Star Wars Reads Month, and Dan and I did our fair share of of, of going through some of these uh, great books, which are part of the Journey to the Last Jedi series. I read Phasma by Delilah Dawson, which is the backstory of uh, of, of, of Phasma. In addition to that, I did uh, I read Leia, Princess of Alderaan by Claudia Gray, which also tells the backstory of her early years nice. as uh, you know a pre princess, I, I, I would say. Um, you had actually gone and read um, Inferno Squad, Inferno Squad, that yeah. Battlefront Two, that that great precursor book. to it. Great, great, excellent book. It really good, really good, uh, really kind of. 
kind of dark. Yes. Um, it's about the Empire from kind of the Empire's perspective, but it's a very, very interesting read. I finished it very quickly. I enjoyed it. And the characterization and the care w- with which they put into Eden Verso yeah. is unbelievable. And it makes me think somehow she has something to do with episode eight or nine or somehow she can't just be a throwaway I still got to read that book, but you gave I mean, me she such a, uh, I mean, I'll tell you, in, in our in our Lost podcast, we had really delved into a little bit about we this. We did. We really went um, deep, it, but... It's sort of tough to do right now, but I'll, I'll just say that um, I, I think the, the bottom line you had, and this will be a good idea, we'll do the bottom lines for each of Great. these books here, yep. but the bottom line you said, like, you know, good story, dark, not necessarily necessary if you want to play the video game you think, but it'll give you a good basis to, to go into it if you want. Yeah, I feel like, I almost feel like they, you know, the video game is, around, is somewhere between five and, the, the single player campaign is somewhere yeah. between five and eight hours, uh, depending on how quick you go and how much you do and whatever. So it's probably somewhere around six hours. And um, I think you could, I think this might have been that they wanted to include this as part of the video game, but it just would have made the game too long. Interesting. And okay. So they, because I know she worked with, the the story group uh, at Lucasfilm, but also she you know Pablo, Pablo Hidalgo and mm-hmm. those guys, but she also worked uh, with the working with Pablo Hidalgo. Yep. What was this, was the um, uh, the, uh, the the dice who is um, is it dice who's putting out the game? I'm not uh, sure, but I mean, Christy Golden worked with the story group. You yeah, say, but I mean, they okay, also but... worked with the video game. Company. Oh, and the video so game company, video as well company too. Okay, yeah. and the Lucasfilm story group and Christy Golden mm-hmm. all worked together. So it makes me think that they wanted to make the game a little longer, but it also is it's just interesting that it is such an seemingly important that they they spent their resources. I like the Christy story Golden, group. by the way. She's, I really enjoy her, her writing. She wrote one of the books for Fate of the Jedi series, yeah, which good. like I said, it was out of all the good. books, that yeah. was the book that I actually enjoyed the remember, most out of it. Do you remember offhand which one? That was the one oh, where they were specifically on that for a lot of the time on that Sith planet. Right. And, okay. Right. Uh, That's what I thought. The the there's like oh, those the weird gr- witches or something. Yeah, that, that but there one? was there was yeah. like a, a a girl. I want to say a girl Sith. A, a a very young Sith woman who uh, befriends uh, Ben Skywalker in the story and has this. Right. I mean, it's I of right. all the Fate of the Jedi books, that was the one I liked. But the other one, one that I read, which really I, which synced it into me of her as being such a good hard hitting author, was the book that you had recommended. Yeah. Um, of Dark Disciple, the story of Quinlan Vos. Uh, it's great. Which I have to say is great. But you said this is your basically fa- favorite book. It's now. one of my. It's one. Is it's my favorite Star Wars book. Yeah. Um, and it's it's in my top ten of favorite novels. Oh, the of story all time. of it's Will and Voss, so Asajj Ventress. It's so and, good. And you brought this great question, which I'm going to say this again because this really, if you open the new canonized books and you see the Star Wars timeline at the beginning of the first few pages where they say like you know where they show you the listing of the movies and which stories go in between which movies Um, the only thing you have between episodes 2 and 3 are uh, the Clone Wars TV series and this Dark Disciple, Dark Disciple yeah. which you said was an interesting thing that they chose as one of their first dives into into a new canonized timeline yeah. of why are we choosing a time period of a prequel era, which a lot of people are really cold about. <laughs> yeah. 
what is it about this book that is so important that they decide to do this, to do something in this time period? Does it have anything to do with what's happening later well, on in 7, 8, 9? We, I mean, Asajj Ventress, obviously, I think that if you look, if you look at the early leaks of... Um, from the uh, set of The Force Awakens, the early costume leaks. There were some costume leaks of witches. That were, really? Yeah, that oh. were from Asajj Ventress's planet. They looked just the witches like... witches of Dathomir. Yeah, they yeah. looked just like that. Interesting. And so people felt... It could have been uh, subterfuge by by uh, J.J. and oh, his they crew, were doing, which yeah. they do They were doing the that time. quite a time, yeah. Um, and uh, it could... It might not have been... It's just an interesting... That whole... I actually love that aspect. That aspect of um, uh, the Clone Wars, I thought, was brilliant. I actually think the, actually the Clone Wars, uh, especially once you get into like the second season, I just think it's one of the most amazing science fiction uh, it epics. Was fantastic. It's, it's that so was good. Uh, they I mean, <laughs> it's just it's just you, you step, it's like you step into this world. It, it's just incredible. I mean, just from a science fiction perspective, yeah. you know, and, and the creativity that went into and beauty in, art, in the artwork, I think it's Filoni and his crew and yeah, the voice stunning, actors yeah. and the animators. And so it, it's one of these great stories of almost the passing of the torch, like pre, prior to George selling his entire lock, stock and barrel to, yeah. to Disney, him yeah. teaching or, or being like, you know, the, the master to the apprentice, Dave Filoni, and showing yeah. him, how do you make a star? How do you make new Star Wars? Hey. And he did it. Okay. And I'm telling you, you see that season from season one yeah. where you see like, you know, and everybody knows like, you know, things are clunky usually at the beginning of a first season. Sure. But... The build-up no, in all good. the way. They were good, good but, but when you see like yeah, you the, 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 the strides like, in like the, yeah. not only just the animation, because the animation I thought was good, but you see the difference between Definitely. the animation from the fifth season to the to the from the yeah, first. By the time you get the fifth season, season it's but, incredible. But yeah. the, the the way they yeah. develop the story, the way that the pacing of the stories yep. were done, that you don't you don't blow your entire season on just one big thing and 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 just let it. Hey, here's everything a, else fall apart. Here's but, an idea. Let's yeah. uh, Dave, Dave Filoni should should direct episode nine. Whoa, <laughs> that would be that unbelievable. He's the perfect. Mind. He's the perfect candidate. Gosh, that would he would rock Holy the God. world if he, the world would like reel from him. I said this before one time that we have got to get Dave Filoni on the Traveling Jungle <laughs> Ways podcast. I am sure. That he's listening to this podcast right now. He's I, I huge, hope so. We know I Dave's a Star so. Wars fan, obviously. But I'm just saying, <laughs> I think, Dave, he's, he's great, if you're yeah. out there listening to us right now, give us a, you know, check out the Facebook page. You know, send us a message. Let's talk about yeah. this. Let's talk about Rebels and and, and and the Clone Wars and, you know, in and, episode nine a little bit. And this is, a, this is a music studio, so there'll be free imbibement. Hey, fantastic. Oh, bring him, bring him right here to the studio? Yeah. Hey, that sounds great. Oh, gosh. He's, he's great. You guys can talk about like, you know, what type, type of hats you get, because you guys yeah, both love hats. That's a great point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's, it's, it's out of left field in a way. Yeah. I mean, he, he's doing these cartoon episodes, but if you're really real, like you just put, like you just said, the truth is that the torch was really passed from Lucas mm -hmm. to Filoni. That's where the, that's actually yeah, where it really yeah, happened. Yeah, that's yeah. where it really, really happened, and so he seems unlikely, but um, 
I, I really hope that they, they would choose him to do episode nine. If not episode nine, uh, another film in the Star Wars uh, franchise. I really hope they do. Well, we know that this season of, of Rebels is going to be the last season of Rebels. We know that the story concludes here. Um, they have started what's called the Forces of Destiny's small little snippets of uh, three or four or five minute videos of of different ep- of, of different female characters in the Star Wars universe. I'm wondering if that's going to be the next big well, thing. Well, well, no, there's gonna, they're going to do a live action. TV. Oh, the live action, so, right, 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 the live right. action TV yeah. show. So, so that's going to be the next be, that, that'll be the next big thing. Yeah, I but I think they again. I think uh, I think they had a, they, he should he should have I, a hand in this. I think he's yeah. I think he's brilliant, and I think he uh, he has tre- tremendous um, reverence for the series. And I think he takes it seriously, and he knows how to like, like show the serious side, but in a way that 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 kids understand. And I yeah. think I think that's tremendously special. Meaning, I could sit there and watch it, and a kid could watch it, and both of us would be like, "Wow, that was that was great." Well, I think that's what George, I think, probably right. spoke, taught him very well. I mean, that's yeah. I think what George was aiming for all the time. Is, and I think also yeah. Kathleen Kennedy also. Yeah, I think yeah. she also. I think it's not a mis- I think. He's, uh, I think he's a very special uh, kind of artist, and I, I, whatever. I hope they. I, I, don't get me wrong. I love Abrams. No, and what but he you brings, bring up such I, a great point here. Like this is, like, you've got to have you know? somebody who's going to make this. You know, it has to be able to break the barriers of generations. That you're going to be able to have, like the Star Wars fans of us who started back in '77, as well as the Star Wars fans who started in, like you know, the 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 late '90s into into the 2000s, and like the generation of I would say of, of like my children who are just getting into it. Well, well also, I mean, what's neat about it is he he'd make these beautiful kind of vignettes, and then sometimes he turn them into multiple, you know, a longer story broken out yep. over four, three or four episodes or two episodes. But what's what's really f- amazing is he would always sum up the kind of moral. Or spiritual teaching of the episode yep. at the very beginning, yep. and it was on the one hand, you know, people might look and go, "Oh, that's cute," but it wasn't just cute. It was I thought it was really good, and they were, and it worked. So he was able to get across again these kind of deeper, almost spiritual. They almost sounded like Zen koans or like ancient sayings of sages or something. They were very interesting, like little sayings. And and he uh, got that across yeah, yeah. via uh, a cartoon in 22 minutes. It's like. I think there's something he did it in a way also that was, I think, a whole lot more sophisticated and mature way of doing. Now, if you remember back, because I mean, why I compare when you look in the '80s, when anime. Look, I love '80s animation, and they did great shows. Um, Shows like, like I say, like GI Joe or or He Man and Masters of the Universe. They had those moral lessons at the end of the at the end of the episode it was always be something saying like you know uh, trying to wrap up the episode by saying like you know you know don't do this or or be kind to each other or do something like that which at the time that was how you did it right sure Filoni in a sense I think was trying to take oh, that lesson oh, turn it on its head yeah. and say like you know let let me I have faith in the fact that I think that my audience can 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 do this in a little bit more mature way, in a way that yeah. doesn't like because I mean uh, something at the end is choppy, right? A moral lesson at the end is super choppy. It's almost sure. like you know the end of a fable, and you're hearing like you know the moral you know, and you the take story, the person yeah. out of it. But when you're at the beginning there with that big starscape, and you see the 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 Star Wars Clone Wars or Rebels things come up, and you see the 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 the, the, the like I said that little Zen phrase or so forth at the beginning yeah. of the episode, you know it sits in your head. 
for the whole entire episode. Yes, that's the tone. And it's a yeah. much, to me, it's a much more mature way of going about that by giving it not just like saying this is this is a 22 minute an- animated, you know, bit of fun, yeah. which it is. I mean, but I mean, sure. at the same time, whatever. It's it's another, it's putting another layer on it. Well, I think, but I, yeah, for sure. And he he was. It, it takes it really takes a, in some ways a genius to say something very deep and very complex in a way that's believable and also palatable to like multiple groups of people. I mean, it's he's very talented, and I, I hope they I hope they realize what they have with him. He's and not, I hope he's, that he comes to I the TJW podcast to speak with us about this. Great, I would for, love to have him for on here. An evening of imbibement and recording <laughs> sounds great. Yeah, sounds actually, great. you know what? If he comes, I'll bring the band. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, we'll have the whole entire Raybar band yeah, here. We'll have, we'll oh my gosh, yeah. it'd be great. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> uh, just to, to the two other books that I, that I mentioned here, Phasma yeah. by Delilah Dawson. Yep. Just to what get the bottom think? line on that. Uh, Fantastic backstory. The way that that Delilah Dawson structured this story wow. was to put it at the timeline of Episode Seven, uh, after Episode Seven occurred, where Leia is sending out an agent for uh, does on this a mission between seven and eight. It does. Yes. Wow, well, cool. it does and it doesn't. Oh, so the the the, cool. the 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 character who's the agent of Leia gets captured by this uh, Captain Cardinal. Spoilers coming. Yes. Spoilers. It's okay. It's okay. I'm not going to do too much here. But <laughs> it's <laughs> but he captures this agent of Leia yeah. because he wants to find some dirt on uh, Captain Phasma. Uh-huh. Phasma and Cardinal are at uh, butt heads in this uh, in previous like you know history, and they want to. He wants to find something that can bring her down. Got it. The character who Leia, this agent, goes through this whole backstory of 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 Phasma's past that she's doing as a way of trying to explain or trying to give the dirt that the captain the Captain Cardinal needs so that he can get her Phasma arrested. Uh, but the way so you get the backstory goes back and forth and back and forth between Phasma's backstory and the current timeline between seven and eight. Um, fantastic, fantastic story. I enjoyed it a lot. I highly recommend that book. Um, I, Leia by Claudia Gray, Princess. Uh, I say Leia, Prince of Alderaan, Claudia Gray. Early years of Leia, you get to see Leia in almost like a. Uh, <laughs> She's going through her own bit of quasi-semi-Jedi training, in a sense, or say princess training. I did not realize that, that to be a princess on Alderaan, to get the title of that, she had to pa- pass three different trials to be able to attain that. Um, you get to see a lot of not only Bail Organa, but for some people don't realize this, uh, her mother had a great part in in the construction and bringing about of the rebellion against the empire, um, it was a fun read to go through that. I you got a wow. more depth of the mother and the father, more depth of Leia, and I do. I'm not going to mention names or anything that are spoilers or anything like that because I don't want Dan to like get upset with me. But um, <laughs> there is a character yeah. in there which does, which is going to play a part with. In episode eight, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Sweet. Okay. Yeah, so that that was a lot of that's fun. Great. Um, the other Star Wars books on this journey we have not read, but I would recommend if you want to go out and read it and let us know what you think. Uh, there's the Legends of Luke Skywalker by Ken Liu, uh, a leader named Leia by Jennifer Heddle, and the Power of the Force by Brian Rood. Some short stories. One called Canto Bite, which is J.J. Miller and a bunch of other authors who have written a uh, a story about a certain location that's going to be in episode eight and the comics uh captain phasma which is written between stories between between uh force awakens and the last jedi did you mention 
A certain point of view? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, I'm telling you. Uh, How's that I, coming? Uh, it's going back to the library tomorrow. Haven't gone through it all. Okay. But um, these 40 short stories by 40 different authors. So cool. Uh, giving a different perspective of the original trilogy era. It is fantastic. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to talk about too much right here because I want to finish this book before... I really delve into it, but I highly recommend Dan that you read it. Okay. I'm going to try to finish it off. Nice. Uh, and, 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 and I I think I'm going to order this book. This book is something you want to keep on your shelf. This nice. is, I think, as going to be as essential as the novelization of episodes four, five, what? and six. I oh, think so, that's personally. Amazing. Did personally, you read the, so. Did you get to the Yoda one? I wasn't able to get to the Yoda one yet. Yes. I, we, we uh, I'll read it tonight. I'll read it tonight before yeah. I bring it back yeah, to the library. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, also, I was going to mention as well, too, because we had spoken this about as well, is that IDW put out what's called the Star Wars strips. Um, back in the late 70s, after Star Wars Episode Four had come out, uh, you know, the, the newspaper strips were, uh, they wanted Star Wars. Star Wars was put out in, in not only like the dailies, but also the Sunday uh, comics as well, too. And this is the first collection, volume one of it. And I am just enjoying it. it. It it was written at a time and I just like I said just put the bottom line at written at a time when we didn't work where where authors and writers weren't concerned about timelines and canonization of stories. We just wanted a feel of the Star Wars universe and good adventure stories and that is what they do within these daily Sunday daily strips and Sunday strips and the art Sweet. is great as well too. Sweet. Highly recommend that Amazing. as well. Uh just getting back quickly to that video game stuff that we were talking about yeah. here. Um you said there was a new video that came out for Battlefront. Yeah, it's 2. a launch trailer. It's a launch trailer. Okay, yeah, so it's so, coming out in two weeks. So, so, so what? What? What's, what? Do you have anything about this trailer that you want to let us know? Is there something that just stuck out of your mind that you might it have uh, just? Or was it just the flavor of it that? Uh, it just looks. First of all, it's every Star Wars movie that's been out so far. So we're going from actually one through eight in Rogue One yep, and everything and Solo. That so? I don't know. They didn't, okay. but all the all the movies that have come out already, and Episode Eight, I, I'm not sure, but one through seven, including Rogue One, you can play through all of those locations. Oh God! And all of those time periods. God. And, and every and, time you tell us about this, it's like you know. Okay, this is another reason why I'm just going to have to take out the credit card and buy Xbox One. I know it's they're going to do it. Oh my gosh! It's they shouldn't. He's an unarmed. <laughs> Video game machine. <laughs> it's not the Jedi way to spend money on credit cards. Yeah, I know. It's uh, the, do oh it. gosh. So, oh, it, so, yeah. so no, so okay, no, yeah. so they had they have like I mean they have the Wookiee homeworld. So Kashyyyk, oh god, Kashyyyk, Kashyyyk. glorious. But mem- remember the, in one in one of the previous Battlefronts that you had. Yeah, I remember playing it on your original Xbox. Yeah, they had Kashyyyk. They did. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Okay. Kashyyyk did not look like that. Oh like, my it god. Almost looked. It almost looked as good as it did in the movie. And the depth of feel oh, and the action and God. that you could play from either side. That is going to be... It's just unbelievable. I mean, it's just... It's it's mind-blowing. It, it, I just... It's this generation's KOTOR. It is. Well, I, well that... I, yeah. <laughs> Maybe not Maybe, by, yeah. by, by not, story way, but I'd say like just the... the I mean, gosh, the, graphics, that, the idea yeah. of going through a planet of being able to like you know explore different aspects of it and be able to see the depth of of oh gosh how stuff looks yeah yeah i mean it's it's look i mean it's mainly the maps are big but it's a multiplayer uh you know shooter game uh so it's it's maybe not as much about exploration but uh in terms of what battlefront meant 
it l- looks even better than the most recent Battlefront, mm-hmm. but it has the flavor of, of the old Battlefronts in terms of, of Galactic Conquest. Oh, that's nice. And yeah. it has a single-player story. So you got the campaign. You got the pick-up-and-play aspect of it. Uh, the space graphics. Uh, the, oh, you do have the space battles. I know yeah. that was the problem you said with the first one. Yeah. I was like, you know, I wasn't able and to get I into actually, an X-Wing fighter and start blasting things. I mean, you but, were, but just only in the atmosphere. Oh, in the atmosphere. Okay, so it was just yeah. like... No, that's not how you do it. they're spaceships. <laughs> Where's my Death Star? Where was the download? There was a DLC that was a Death Star. Oh, there was a Death Star yeah. mode? Okay. And that was cool, but it... it I didn't feel like a space battle. I felt like the Battle of the Death Star, which was cool, but it was just I don't know. It didn't. I didn't do it for. Are me. you getting the game? I'm renting it first. You're gonna rent it first? Yeah, oh, that's it's, a good idea. I, I, I want. Obviously, I want to see what it is. And what's uh, the date that's hitting? Uh, November fifteenth. November fifteenth. All right. So obviously, weeks, yeah. we will be. Uh, We'll We're be hitting the record button on this one here to see yeah. uh, to, as as we go through some of it. Uh, we'll we'll go up. We will move the studio of the TJW podcast up to the game room mm. where we will uh, take a Sounds look at this good. game, give our first thoughts about this because I think this is going to be a. Uh, I if, if this could uh, be dangerous, I, it, I could watch this and the next thing I know, about fifteen minutes leaked. later, I'll tell I've you already what, got it on I'll Amazon. Tell you, uh, November fifteenth. Let's look right now. No, yeah, it's yeah. November fifteenth. Okay. Uh, is a Wednesday. A Wednesday. Look at that. You can come over Wednesday night. This is like the one of the. I'll gosh. start it. I'll start. The, I'll wait for you if you want. Just a perfect this is? campaign. Sunday Rhode Island Comic Con. Wednesday Battlefront Two. Next week Thanksgiving Turkey. This is yeah. all coming together it's well. All, it's <laughs> all blending quite nicely. Yeah, that's not wow. Sounds November, good. November be, is Star Wars month for us it's here. Great. I'm no, it's great. You. I'm oh, saying if I can, gosh. if I can. Yeah, it's great, actually. I'm Speaking excited. of battlefronts yep. and, 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 and things that have to do with battle, yep. uh, I discovered this great site called kyberlight.com. K-Y-B-E-R-L-I-G-H-T.com. Kyberlight Sabers. I, I told you this. I was like, I was watching some of their videos. Now, look, I have a, I got, when I left a previous job, my uh, crew got me a, uh, a Force FX uh, lightsaber uh, for Mace them. Windu. Great, great Amazing. saber! Oh my gosh, it's glorious. But they always said, when, 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 you know, in the instructions, do not use this for saber battles. Be gentle when you use it, and uh, or because we're not going to give you any of your money back if you break this thing. Um, Kyberlite sabers, you know, they have customizable hips, hit hilts. They have a variety of uh, color blades that you can cycle through on the blade itself. So you can go from red to blue to yellow to red to pink, uh, all with a flick of a switch. Uh, you can mute the sounds. They have saber clash mode where when the sabers hit each other, it'll get that little explosive light to it. Um, great sound effects. Cool. It can be used for sword play. In one of their videos, they, they, they I think they run over the, the the sword with a truck or something or a car. <laughs> but wow, really? it's, it's, wow. it, it can take it can take a beating. It That's can take amazing. a beating. Wow. I would love to get these guys on uh, the show to talk about their lightsabers. But if you want to check them out, I I thought it was a lot of fun seeing their videos. It's called kyberlight.com. Uh, that is what I basically had here on our agenda tonight Great. for our November edition for our official November. Uh, edition of the podcast. Keep your keep your podcasters uh, podcast podcatchers open, and uh, because we've got a couple more episodes, I think we're going to be dropping this month. We obviously got to talk about Battlefront Two when that comes out. Yeah. We still have to do our commentaries on Rogue One and Episode Six. Those are necessary, I think, before we go into uh, Episode Definitely. Uh, Eight. Definitely, yeah. And we have our Rhode Island Comic Con, uh, 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 you know, podcast that we're going to have to do as well. 
This is um, great. It's a, it's a good month, and then we still got December to get into. Holiday time. Episode 8 time. Holiday swag time. It's going to be a fun month. Fun couple months here we have on the podcast. Uh, that is all I have for us today. So for all of us here at the podcast, I'm Mark. I'm Dan. And you have been traveling the Jell and Wastes. 